Yeah. They calling me controversial. I don't know why, I'm just telling the truth. Yeah. They're indoctrinating kids with lies. It's just evil in disguise. They say that it's love, but they lie. They say that they're girls, but they're guys. Or they say they have no gender. From guy sports to girls with their winners. From now on, I identify as a ninja turtle. Where's Master Splinter? They calling me controversial. They calling me controversial. They calling me controversial. They calling me controversial. Jesus was controversial. Paul was controversial. Elijah was controversial. Yeah, telling the truth is controversial. Welcome to the Matt Buff Show. It is great to have you with us out there. Check out thebuffshow.com and also check us out on your favorite podcast platform, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, and so much more. People are checking us out in your cars and it's just great to have you with us in this new year. Two days from January 6th, which is a Democrat holiday, the Fed surrection. We're going to get into that a little bit later because the Joe Biden campaign is going to make sure that this is the most violent election in history, the most violent one. So before we get into that, let's talk about the list. Everybody last night was checking their phones like, who's on the list? Who's on the list? Well, we know that, of course, the top was Clinton, Bill Clinton on the list. Man, he said uh, in a conversation, in a deposition, Somebody quoted him as saying, I really like them young, talking about little girls. Bill Clinton, anything that breathes, anything that moves, that's Bill Clinton. We also got some uh, uh, some news about the unsealed documents. Um, you can see this uh, because a lot of places took the story down. Oh, God, this is damaging to celebrities like Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Blanchett. But, um, and poor Bruce Willis, poor guy, can't even hardly talk anymore, but there he is in, uh, in a death position. Now, it doesn't mean that all these people flew to Epstein Island. It doesn't mean that in, in the pedophile island. Now, as we say at the beginning of every show, George Floyd wasn't murdered. Epstein did not kill himself, even though he's probably rotting in hell for some of the things that he did on this planet. But, um... Judge Loretta Preska has officially unsealed documents revealing some, I think this will be like the Twitter files. They're going to drop a bunch of this, but um, they've reached some of Jeffrey Epstein's high profile associates and interactions he had with, with well-known celebrities. For example, on page 109 of the unsealed documents, and it includes a deposition given by a Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein victim, Johanna Sojoberg. All right. And in her deposition, she was asked, I saw one press report that said that you had met Kate Blanchett or Leonardo DiCaprio. She said, I did not meet them. When I spoke about them, it was where when I was messaging him and he would get off. He would be on the phone a lot at that time. And one time he said, oh, that was Leonardo or that was Kate Blanchett or Bruce Willis, that kind of thing. So there's a lot of information coming out. I mean, this even includes Cameron Diaz and, of course, Kevin Spacey, too, um, the now disgraced pedophile actor, um, which I'm surprised the left doesn't celebrate Kevin Spacey. I mean, they're putting pornography in uh, preschool programs. They are 
pedophiles uh, by teaching preschoolers about sexual things. So we're going to get into that here in a second from your former president, Barack Obama produced him and Michael Obama. I mean, sorry, Michelle Obama produced a uh, fag wedding on uh, a preschool show on Netflix. So that'll be something we'll show you here in a little bit. It's quite disturbing when you see that. But now their mention in no way implies any wrongdoing on the on the list, on the depositions and everything that came out. It's just that Hollywood stars were included in the conversation in some way. One witness claimed Epstein would be on the phone a lot at that time. And one time he said, oh, that was Leonardo or that was Kate Blanchett or Bruce Willis. And the witness said she never did meet DiCaprio. So. Just like with Trump, when Epstein talked to Trump about going to his casinos there in New, in New Jersey, there's a lot of people that are implicated, and a lot of media outlets are putting out the whole list. A lot of people you've never heard of, but they're high-profile accountants or, um, or uh, business magnates or even government officials and even a prime minister and a former judge. I mean, all kinds of stuff, but it doesn't implicate them as going to Epstein Island per se, but it just shows you how big the Epstein Ghislaine Maxwell network was and how many people they influenced. And it was really disgusting how this whole thing was put together with girls. I mean, if you watch some of the videos from the victims of Epstein Island, and how young they were at the time, it's it's horrific to hear what they have to say. It's remarkable. And speaking of that, everybody check out Sound of Freedom on Amazon. It's streaming on Amazon. Most of you all have the Amazon as on AMP. Props to Amazon for putting the movie on there. It's actually doing very well. The reviews were overwhelmingly pro uh, promising. We talked a lot about Sound of Freedom on the show. I want everybody to check it out on your Amazon app, Sound of Freedom. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe the videos. Let's go. Um, all right. I got my list here. Yeah, let's go into the news because my my neighbors, uh, Kevin, who watches the show, he's a great guy. They bought an electric vehicle. That's fine. That's their choice to buy an electric vehicle, right? Um, I just don't like the regulations coming down on car companies and auto companies and things like that about what they have to do or what they want to push you to do. It's for the environment. It's for green energy. Um, fresh off vacation, um, the little lesbo Corinne Jean-Pierre was today says that in 2023 last year, their EV sales accounted for 3.6% of their overall sales. GM so says that it only sold half of what their target was for EV sales. Any consideration to moving some of those ED EV mandates back and yeah, let the technology and market preference catch up? So Ed, I'll, I'll say to you that we have seen 51% of an increase in EV sales. 51% of an increase in EV sales. What in the heck are you talking about? 51%. That's the numbers. And that's across the board. Uh, I, I, you know, that's, that's the data that we have, that we have seen. I'm sure you've seen that number as well. And so I think that's, that's pretty important as we talk about climate change, clean energy, that's important that we're seeing such a boost in, in electric vehicles. But when you look at the actual numbers, like GM sold 2.6 million cars and trucks in 2023, 76,000 of those were EVs. Ford sold 2 million cars and trucks, 73,000. 
uh, were EVs. So clearly about 96% of the consumer is saying that they don't want electric vehicles. So we why saw, not? We saw a 51% increase in electric vehicles. That's what. She just she gets mad just at facts. It's just basic facts. Most consumers, ninety six percent of consumers, don't want an electric vehicle. Like I said, if you want one, go get one. They get the best parking spots, right? At uh, at different places that have charging station, EV, then handicap spots. But no, it's just if you want one, go get one. Um, some people are saying, you know what? I want the technology to produce. To, to to go forward it's not about climate change with these people it's about maybe i don't want to pay four dollars a gallon for gas joe biden but still that being said 96 percent of america car buyer consumers are saying no they don't want the thing and she's saying some stupid stat like 51 percent based on what she just says 51 percent 51 percent of who of what of who what are you talking about? 50%, 51% since what? Last year, a 51% increase because you mandated, you mandated that these had to be purchased just like uh, the uh, Harris, Kamala Harris family in the picture with the gas stove behind them. Stuff they want to ban all across the board. They want to ban your right to vote. They want to ban uh, your everything that heats your home. They want to everything that heats your food and every car you drive, they, if they could, they'd push it forward further. We've seen that, and that's important to note. Hospitals okay. in at least eight states have brought back some form of masking now due oh. to rising uh, cases of respiratory viruses, including flu and COVID. Does the White House think more hospitals across the country should be considering that right now? The masking piece? That is, we've been always been very consistent on this. That is something that is uh, localized or uh, that, or hospitals, uh, communities, cities, states, they have to make their own decisions. That's not something that we get involved in. Wait a minute, that's not something you get involved in. This was the same regime that demanded that all businesses through the powers through OSHA had a, ma a vaccine mandate and it was struck down as unconstitutional. That was impeachment enough right there trying to mandate employees at a job what they have to do Talk about with their bodies injecting a, uh, a MNRA virus or a vaccine. It's not even a vaccine. A vaccine prevents something from happening. The COVID shot doesn't prevent you from getting the flu. All right. So they want to push this masking. Oh, no, no. We've never been about that. You and the CDC, along with uh, Randy Weingarten and the school unions, you guys encourage shutdowns, encourage mask mandate, and you try to make laws about vaccinated workers. Where do you get off saying that? With historians, and I'm wondering if there are any details you can share about that, and also, like, what about this particular moment has him reaching out to historians? Now, Biden is supposedly meeting with historians to talk about the sadness of January 6th, where... Patriotic Americans protested a stolen election. Let's see how well this is handled. So look, um, the president has done this before. Here's something. Okay. I I, I heard a, a voice. Um, <laughs> I was your, no, no worries, Jackie. I, thought I was hearing things, but I'm not. No, no, you are hearing things. That's the devil in your ear teaching you how to lie. And why is she still the press secretary? I mean, is this the bottom of the barrel? You can't fire a lesbian black woman 
even though she lies consistently all the time. And I guess she doesn't get sick of the job. I mean, what a job it is to defend Joe freaking Biden. But she she completely blathers on about nonsense, and now she's hearing things. <laughs> I was like, I'm the only person that's hearing it. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So, look. The president tends to, um, and he's done this before, he's met with historians before ahead of a of an important national moment, which we're about to see, uh, certainly uh, as it relates to January 6th. To them, to the left, they made up this holiday of sadness called January 6th, where it was simply people protesting a stolen election. That's what they were doing, protesting a stolen election. And they were doing it peacefully until... You started shooting at them and gas, like, gassing them and shooting rubber ballots at them and then bullets at them. And then people got out of hand because they don't like being shot at and they don't like being tear gassed. Three Trump supporters died that day. Four, if you count the heart, count the heart attack later, no Capitol Police died that day. And they made up this whole event. And it was called the Fedsurrection, not an insurrection. The place was littered with feds. But they need to... They're trying to mark this as a somber moment in American history, like a 9-11. And he met with these historians, a diverse group of historians, to hear from them, to hear directly from them on uh, their thoughts about uh, our democracy here uh, in this country and abroad. And the president felt it was incredibly important to hear from this diverse group of, of, um, of historians. And again, he's done this before. It's not the first time. Uh, and so uh, it also, I think this says a lot about how the president sees uh, things more broadly. He believes in, in hearing in diverse from a diverse group of people, hearing different voices on policy issues, and certainly something as important as our democracy. And that's what, that's what you essentially saw from this president yesterday. What they call democracy is something that you and I don't recognize. Democracy to them is kicking Trump off the ballot. Democracy to them is making sure that you can stuff ballots with um, ballots assembled by mules. Democracy to them is shutting you up. Now, don't take my word for it. Take the latest Joe Biden campaign ad and hear for yourself how they feel about you, a patriotic American who might be a Trump supporter. It's an extremist movement it does not share the basic beliefs in our democracy. <laughs> All of us are being asked right now, what will we do to maintain our democracy? <laughs> All right, here comes the diverse group of actors. An extremist group of, of people. that That's you and me, people that protest stolen elections or raise questions about elections or like the constitution or want non-socialist leadership in America, people like you and me. But to them, democracy is get in line, fall in line and do what we say. And if you question anything, we're going to lock you under the jail without due process, i.e. January 6th. And we're going to take your leading candidate off the battle uh, ballot. <laughs> The battle of 2024 is going to be the most violent in history. History's watching. The world is watching. History doesn't most watch important, me. our children and grandchildren will hold us responsible. The vice president and I have supported voting rights since day one of this administration. Voting rights to them was HR1, 
three years ago. Remember that? They tried to get it passed, and Joe Biden went down to Georgia and yelled at you for saying you're George Wallace or your I don't remember all the people he said, but he called you names if you didn't support HR1, which was a federal takeover of elections, which mandated mail-in balloting across the state, a federal takeover of elections, one of the most unconstitutional bills we would have ever seen. That would have been the end of elections in America if you read the depths of that. And I ask every American to join me in this cause. That's it. In this cause, there's the voting. The other ad shows a bunch of people stuffing ballots. So to him, you're an extremist American if you want to protest um, a stolen election. You're you're unpatriotic if you don't support the left-wing agenda for banning gas stoves and, and banning gas-powered vehicles and banning uh, weed eaters like they do in California, and not accepting illegal immigrants as all asylum seekers, and making sure that abortion can be on demand at any time for every state. That is not democracy. That is not listening to the people. And that is not at all what is uh, what we're about here. Okay. Now, I want to show you real quick. We're about to head into our next segment, but... Um, there's some other things we'll cover later in the show, but this uh, preschool show on Netflix produced by the Obama, uh, Obamas show a, a gay wedding, the indoctrination of kids, and I'll tell you why this is important. Okay, I've got eyes on the cake. Flowers are inbound. People, where's my glitter? This is Cherry Chip reporting from the yep. wedding George of the year. George marries a black dude. karate instructor Sensei Dave will be marrying mixed martial arts champion Jiu-Jitsu Joe. He's the undisputed champion of my heart. And the little kid <laughs> came up here. Team. We just might pull this off. Whoa, oops. Sorry, Sensei Dave. Careful, Rosie. Miss Chen, can we take a quick break? You got it, lovebirds. Ah, it just goes on and on with that crazy nonsense. Now, why is this important, and why are they doing this? This isn't, this isn't the first preschool show we uh, showed you, and the Obamas are listed there as executive producers of this. Now, political tools such as physical force and authoritarian laws are necessary tools for a dictatorship, but long-term control of people also requires control of their minds, right? So why do you, why, why the little kids? Well, the Nazis recognized this and made reshaping Germany's education system a priority. They already had a good head start. When the National Socialists came to power in 1933, about 2.5 million German Germans were members of the Nazi party. 7% of the party's members were from the upper class, 7% were peasants, 35% were industrial workers, and a whopping 51% were from the professional and middle class. And surprisingly, in the latter group, the professional and middle class, the largest occupational group represented was elementary school teachers. <laughs> that was the largest group. They figured if we can get them, a young Nazi grows up to be an older Nazi. And this is part of the determining how we shape a dictatorship. Hitler and the Nazis thus already had a core group of committed followers in position to help them shape the minds of the next generation. That's exactly what you're seeing here on Netflix with the Obamas and all the other things we talked about. We'll be right back on the Map Off Show. Christina Bob is on deck, stay with us. Well, I'm sick and tired of smart guys. I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six piece My Towels for only $29.98. 
or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99? Or how about MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know MyPillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm going to extend my money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to MyPillow.com now or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get huge discounts on all MyPillow products. For example, you get our six-piece towels for only $29.98. Or get your very own MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. Everybody wants cheap airfare, but where do you find it? You call low-cost airlines. That's right, call. That's the only way to get these rates. Experts are standing by 24-7 to get you the cheapest airfare and hotel rates available. Imagine, this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. Guess what? They want your money and they can take it, all of it if they want. So what do you do? You fight back by letting our team of experts work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. Call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. Five minutes of your time can save you thousands of dollars. So please call right now. Cost of living is skyrocketing and paychecks just can't keep up. But if you're lucky enough to be a public employee, you can give yourself a raise. Visit optouttoday.com and stop paying union dues. We've helped over 100,000 public employees just like you opt out and save an average of $1,000 per year. Opt out today and put more food, fuel, and fun back into your life. It's your money. You earned it. Visit optouttoday.com. Welcome back to the Matt Buff Show. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Check out thebuffshow.com. A lot of great pod, podcasts uh, passed on there. A lot of great interviews posted on there as well. And uh, we got a special guest that's been on the show before. You can see her past interview, author of the great book that you got to get. And we've got the link on thebuffshow.com, Stealing Your Vote, the inside story of the 2020 election and what it means for 2024. Jack Smith made some news. The guy who's going after Trump. They're trying to get Trump off the ballot. Christina Bob on the Matt Buff Show. Great to have you back. Hey, thanks so much for having me. All right. What a time to be alive in America. I tell you what. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Well, we look at what's going on. I mean, this is unprecedented. We've got at least 16 states that want to kick the person who is up by 40 to 60 points in each poll in the Republican Party off the ballot because they don't think they can beat them anywhere else. It's really discouraging to a lot of people, yeah. except for, you know, unless you're a fighter like you, Christina. Yeah, um, I'm not worried about it. I wholeheartedly, not just believe, I know that Donald Trump is going to be on the ballot in all 50 states. I'm not worried about that at all. But I have the luxury of being an attorney and being on the president's legal team, you know, and and having a closer view. Um, So I just want to assure the viewers that he will be on the ballot. Uh, His trial team on that filed their brief with the Supreme Court, we're waiting, uh, I think on Tuesday, we're waiting for the Supreme Court to accept cert, which I expect they will do pretty quickly. Um, and then once they rule on this Colorado case, it will it will shut down everything else. Whatever the Supreme Court rules on Colorado 
will apply to every other case um, and will be past this mess. Um, it's really unfortunate that they put us in this position, but the law is so clear on this. By the law, I mean the Constitution, Article, I'm sorry, Section 3 of Article 14, or I'm sorry, uh, Section, sorry, it's been a long day. Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, thank you, um, is very, very clear and uh, lays out, obviously, uh, the insurrection issue, which Donald Trump hasn't been charged with. And then Section 5 actually delineates who is subject to that. And the president and vice president are specifically excluded. So even though everyone's been talking about 14th Amendment, 14th Amendment, it does not apply to the president. So this whole, I think this whole issue is going to be shut down. There's several other legal reasons for it. It's not self-executing. He's never been charged, let alone convicted of insurrection. I mean, it's just such a, a phallus, you know, a false argument um, that they even tried to pull this over in the country. It's really disappointing what they did. But I expect the Supreme Court will rule decisively. I don't think it's going to be close. I don't think it's going to be 5-4 or 6-3, at least 7-2. I would not be surprised if it was unanimous. Well, I can't believe there'd be one or two. Um, so I yeah. mean, that would be very scary because not only in, in, in legal terms, let's say he was charged with insurrection. We call it the Fed-surrection here. <laughs> But if he was legally charged with insurrection, he would still have to be able to have an appeal before you could yeah. even consider this. And and we well, pointed out be before, people that were really charged with insurrection became leaders in our country after the Civil War. Right. And so <laughs> the, the appeal wouldn't even matter because even if he were charged, even if he were convicted, according to Section 5, he, it doesn't matter. It doesn't apply to him in the, in the drafters. The reason the drafters drafted it that way is because, you know, they, the people who are listed, who are subject to that article are state legislators, members of Congress, senators, and that's because they're, they're tied to a state. And what, yeah. uh, you know, the drafters didn't want specific states, basically, you know, you're having insurrectionists run, you know, point on specific states. They specifically excluded the president and vice president, because that is a national office and they wanted the voters to be able to make the decision. And if the voters wanted to elect an insurrectionist, the voters could do that. Um, but they're specifically not included in that. So um, yeah, that, this, this, I don't think this is going to be a tough issue. Well, what is a tough issue is the Biden commercials we played in the last segment. It's pretty done. remarkable how he calls you, me, and other patriotic Americans extremists. Not yeah. the BLM protesters, not Antifa, not the abortion crowd, not the uh, Hamas crowd. That's the yeah. scary one. But no, it's it's people that respect the Constitution. And American patriots are currently jailed without due process. And his main political opponent, Donald Trump, has been indicted like four times already. They want to do more. And and we talked about the trying to remove him from ballots. But he, he's exploiting January 6th and everything else yep. when it comes to patriotic Americans to pr promote his candidacy? Uh, not to promote his candidacy, to try to de-escalate Donald Trump's candidacy. Donald Trump's candidacy, his campaign is untouchable. Nobody. I don't care who you are. They're like, oh, well, Gavin Newsom might be competitive. Gavin Newsom ain't going <laughs> to draw the crowds that Donald Trump draws. You know, like... No, no, they're not competitive. Um, so they're trying to slow them down is what they're trying to do. But I don't think they're going to be able to.
No, it's not. And you talk about this in your book, how they want to try to slow the movement down. But it seems like the more they put these indictments out there and the more they try to do, the more popular he gets. Yeah, exactly. And that's why when you say, oh, they want to indict him more, I think that's why they haven't. Because they realize the more they indict him, the more popular he gets. Uh, They are getting him elected president and they're helping the rest of the country who hasn't been paying attention. People who have not been paying attention to politics and government and everything that's been going on um, are now paying attention. They're getting everybody's attention. And the problem that they have is everyone's looking at them going, what are you doing? (laughs) You know, if they had laid low, people wouldn't notice and and they wouldn't be paying attention. The problem, they're, they're creating their own problems. Yeah, they are. And this Jack Smith character, I just keep going back to him because this guy's insane. He overcharges everybody. He was actually appointed to go after the Clinton Foundation and declined. Shocker (laughs) there. Money laundering organization that cost people's life in Haiti. But um, so what what we want to see is uh, the Trump campaign. It was just today. They said they want to see Jack Temp help Jack. Um, Smith held in contempt for interfering in the due process of the Donald Trump camp. Have you seen anything about this? Yes, I just I saw that they did file it. I think it's fantastic. Um, I haven't had a chance to go through all of it, but uh, yeah, I I think it's a great idea. Jack Smith needs to be held accountable. He he needs to be held accountable for the fact that this is all election interference and that he's trying to interfere with Donald Trump's ability to campaign. And then last word to you, and I want everybody to check out the book about the 2020 election that Christina put out, which is called Stealing Your Vote, the inside story of the 2020 election and what it means for 2024. I am encouraged to see people get out there and want to be poll watchers and, and want to yeah. have, I, th- I think it's going to be the, one of the most violent elections we've had in America, the way that people are treating Trump supporters. But what I see is, Groups trying to get election integrity back in focus. What do you say to people that are discouraged by what they keep seeing from the 2020 election and the 2022 election and these insane ballot harvesting schemes? I would say get involved. If you get involved and you become part of the solution, we need more people to be a part of the solution. And you don't hear, I do hear that talk. I I see it on social media and, you know, a lot of these places. Um, but you don't hear it in the grassroots. You don't hear the people who are knocking doors. You don't hear the people who are scrubbing voter rolls. You don't hear the people who are calling their county officials and you know calling uh, meetings in their neighborhoods. The people who are active and involved, they're not discouraged, they're mad, they're angry, they wanna correct it, but they're doing it. And none of them are going, well, nothing can be done. You know? So if you want encouragement, if you wanna be around positive people who are making change, get involved in your local elections, get involved in your counties, 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 counties. This whole election gets cleaned up at the county level. Yes, it does. Absolutely. And it gets, and it starts with overwhelming the vote. Do not be discouraged to vote. In fact, all this stuff should encourage you to vote more and bring your cousins and friends. Absolutely. And I can tell you, People go, oh, there's nothing they can do. They've got it rigged. No, they don't. They have they have a lot of advantages put in place at the moment, but they don't have it locked in. And you know how I know? They've indicted Donald Trump four times. They're trying to keep him off the ballot. They're doing everything they can to slow him down. If the election were really, truly locked in for whoever they wanted the winner to be, 
they wouldn't have to do all that stuff. They could play pretend and be normal and not, you know, annoy the entire world uh, with their shenanigans. The reason they're doing it is because they know they don't have it locked in. So Stealing get involved. Your vote is, yeah, that's right. They don't, but they're trying to lock it in. Stealing they're your trying. vote is the book. We're on with Christina Baum. Stealing your vote is the book, but there it's 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 interesting. These 16 state legislators or leaders in the states think that we, the American people, would just sit back and take Donald Trump being kicked off of every bottle, uh, ba uh, ballot in America. I mean, what are they thinking? Yeah. That's why you know it's real, because they are so threatened. This is basically a last gasp. Last word to you about all this nonsense and these indictments. Yep, I think you're exactly right on that. I think uh, they're not confident in it. And I, everyone, rest assured, Donald Trump will be on the ballot in all 50 states. Please, please, please get involved. You can go to causeofamerica.org to figure out which groups in your area uh, are working on elections. Yeah, that's very good. Give that website again real quick in case they missed it. Yeah, Cause of America, C-A-U-S-E, causeofamerica.org, not .com, .org. Um, and you can either send them an email or plug in your zip code and they will tell you which conserv truly conservative MAGA groups in your area are working on scrubbing voter rolls, getting volunteers, you know, all of all of the good activities that need to take place, get involved and participate. Okay, very good. Well, um, everybody get involved. We're going to post that link everywhere and get this interview out there. So, Christina, thank you so much for all the work you're doing. Keep up the great work and thanks for this insight today. Thank you so much. All right, you got it. Um, we'll be back on the Matt Buff Show. So much more to come. We've already broke so much news on this show, and you got to be excited about what's going to be the 2024 election. It's not going to be boring. That's for sure. Stay with us on the Matt Buff Show. Time to convert and sell more with the best tools made for small, medium, and large businesses to grow online. With JJC Marketing Solutions, you can grow with do-it-yourself, easy website and funnel builder, or they will build it for you. More options at your fingertips with JJC Marketing Solutions. Not only do you get the best state-of-the-art website, but also comprehensive sales funnels, CRM tools, and powerful search engine optimization. No matter where you are, they can help you grow your business with affordable online marketing solutions. Get weekly reports, dashboard access, and full transparency to see how your keywords are growing. Start building your online presence today. JJCMarketingSolutions.com. That's JJCMarketingSolutions.com. I'm excited to announce that we're bringing back our best offer ever on our original My Slippers. You save $90 a pair with your promo code. And now My Slippers come in even more sizes smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new styles and colors. Get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. What makes My Slippers different is my exclusive four layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve stress on your feet. 
I'm so confident that you and everyone you know are going to love my slippers that I'm extending my 60-day money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024, making them the best Christmas gifts ever. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save $90. That's only $49.98 a pair. Quantities won't last long, so please order now. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. Guess what? They want your money and they can take it, all of it if they want. So what do you do? You fight back by letting our team of experts work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. Call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. Five minutes of your time can save you thousands of dollars. So please call right now. Are you a public employee? Tired of paying union dues when inflation and gas prices are out of control? Opt out today and keep your money. Over 100,000 American workers already have, and you can too. Visit optouttoday.com to learn more. Welcome back to the Map Up Show. It is great to have you with us. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Tell your friends, comment your questions. We'll answer them on the show as well as your favorite podcasting site, too. Um, our Spotify is doing very well. Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, also Amazon, where I build my music library on Amazon Music. So not bad. And I want you to go to Amazon on your app and watch Sound of Freedom. It's streaming on Amazon. You probably have access for it already. You will not be disappointed. And you will also not be disappointed about leaving your teacher union with freedomfoundation.com. Go to optouttoday.com to get more information. And we're going to go to Freedom Foundation special guest, Maxford Nelson, on the Matt Buff Show. Again, Maxford always takes you beyond the headlines to the stories that are affecting your daily life. Maxford, great to have you back. Well, my pleasure, man. Always, uh, always enjoy being with you. Oh, I enjoy it as well. Let's dive right in, right in, because one of your recent pieces was shared by Senator Marsha Blackburn. We got the letter, uh, the the PDF that she sent out, so we want to make sure to post that on the Freedom Foundation page on the Map Buff Show. But it's pretty remarkable how this is a um, basically it, it should be an outrage. I'll just let you tell what happened because I don't it, I don't want to steal the thunder. It's great. <laughs> well, thanks, Matt. Happy to lay it out. So uh, we had published a report based on some research of ours, uh, investigative research back in uh, November. So, uh, sounds like ancient history now, you know, before the holidays. Uh, yeah. ta- talking about the uh, Biden administration's Office of Personnel Management. That's the agency in the federal government that manages the federal workforce, sets policy and deals with personnel matters and, and so on. And uh, for many, many years now, actually going back to the late 90s during the Clinton administration, OPM has come out every year, sometimes every other year, uh, with a report documenting how much time federal employees spend across the federal workforce doing union business during the workday instead of doing the job that they were hired to do in whatever agency. Uh, Now, this is a legal practice. It is uh, required and permitted to some extent under existing federal law that goes goes back to the to the 70s. Uh, But that doesn't mean that it's uh, that it's all above board or that it's a defensible policy. Uh, And the the official name is is called. uh, Well, it's called official time uh, in, in statute. 
Now, it's been widely documented over the years that this practice can be subject to a, a great amount of abuse. Uh, it is very common for a union official who is a federal employee, you know, in a particular agency, perhaps. Maybe they're yeah. the union president for their uh, for their department or the local. Uh, it's not uncommon for that person to be on full time release, full time official time away from their public job, still getting their full taxpayer funded salary and benefits, but not doing any work for the agency uh, that they were hired into working full time on union business. And maybe it's union business. Maybe they're going golfing during the day. Maybe they're uh, uh, doing other things that aren't even related to to union work. Uh, but that's that's what happens. So OPM for years has at least tried to put a dollar amount to this and assign some estimate of how many hours are being spent uh, by federal employees across the workforce. Well, it's been three years now into the Biden administration, and OPM has yet to produce an updated version of this report. This is the longest stretch without an estimate of official time use that we've had since OPM started publishing these reports during the Clinton years. Uh, And and so we documented that. And uh, we also documented how OPM, you know, not only had they neglected to put new research out, uh, they had actually removed from their website pages featuring past reports on official time, essentially had buried references to the practice on their website and replaced it with some fairly generic pro-union content instead. So thankfully, uh, a coalition of U.S. senators led by Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee uh, has picked up on our research and is demanding answers from the Office of Personnel Management about why they are being so uh, non-transparent when it comes to uh, their this large special interest benefiting from U.S. tax dollars. Well, it's pretty remarkable. And this is the part that makes everybody so mad is the, the web page is taken down, so the accountability is gone. Like you said, once again, another record-breaking moment in a negative way here with this regime in power right now. But it's just remarkable how political, it's so political between the public sector union and this particular administration. That's why it's being hidden, because they are deeply involved. Oh, absolutely. I mean, President Biden has made no secret about his desire to be the most pro-union president in history. Uh, And if you've been following, we've talked about this on your program before, but if you've been following the language of the administration, if there's something they care about a great deal, then they'll devise a a whole of government approach to dealing with it. And, And this is one of those issues where the Biden administration has said, we want the entire federal bureaucracy doesn't matter what the agency is. We want the whole federal bureaucracy working to promote labor unions in whatever way they can. And at OPM, apparently that looks like burying uh, information about how much uh, how much time federal workers are spending on union business and the costs associated with that. The, the other thing that I have to mention, you know, I, I think one of the reasons here is that uh, any new study of official time use in the federal workforce is almost certainly going to show a dramatic increase in the amount of uh, union work being done at taxpayers' expense since the Biden administration took over from the Trump administration. During the Trump years, uh, President Trump actually issued an executive order tamping down on the extent to which uh, federal employees could could engage in union work uh, on the clock. And uh, in that last OPM report we got at the end of the Trump administration, we, we saw just in the first year after that order was issued, a decline of about 25% in official time use. And that, that would have plummeted further had it been allowed to stay in effect longer. 
but one of the first things that Biden did after his inauguration, within I, I think a day or two of his inauguration, was rescind that particular executive order. Uh, so getting rid of that restriction, coupled with this administration's emphasis on promoting unionization in the federal workforce, I, I think if we had an updated report from OPM now, we'd see a massive increase in official time use. And that's that's bad press. There's, there's no good way to spin it. So they want to bury it. Yeah, they do. And this costs the American people about north of $135 million a year. I mean, this is no small ticket item. And it's and it's really insane because that's one uh, rescind, rescension of an executive order of 50. That was a record-breaking day in uh, 2021 on January 21st. <laughs> yes. Yes, ad, absolutely. Orders. And, and and you guys at Freedom Foundation have brought stories on about six of them so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, it takes time. Uh, anything happening in the federal government takes time to document and even exposing this practice. Uh, you know, we, we noticed that OPM had removed these web pages about official time back in, in the summer, actually back in uh, late July, I believe it was, we first noticed this. And so we, we were working with some reporters at the time to submit inquiries to the agency. Hey, why, why are these web pages gone? Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Matt, if my memory is right, I think what prompted me to, to notice that that particular page on OPM site was gone is I was prepping for one of your programs. I think I was uh, I was going nice. to be doing something related to the federal workforce. I thought, well, gee, I wonder what the latest numbers show about official time use. And I couldn't find the web page. That's what set me down that, that rabbit hole. Uh, but uh, but at any rate, you know, we the reporter fires off an inquiry. OPM comes back and basically says, well, we're just redoing the website. You know, don't no, nothing to see here. Don't worry about it. So we waited four months <laughs> and and tried again after nothing changed. Uh, and of course, now the, the Senate's involved. So, you know, by the time OPM gets a response back to uh, to Congress, you know, it'll be six months after they put these uh, pulled these Web pages down. Uh, but that's the process you have to go through if you're going to hold these guys accountable. That's right, and I love and I love the uh, um, letter that Senator Marsha Marsha Blackburn sent. I want to we're going to post this because not only does it res, uh, she respond to all the um, criticism that Maxford has raised, guys, about this particular situation. Nelson is quoted in the letter by Senator Blackburn, and it's signed off on by Senator Mike Braun. Ted Budd, Mike Lee, Bill Haggerty, John Barrasso, James Lakeford, Tommy Tuberfield, Roger Marshall, and Senator Tom Cotton. Maxford, there's no way this gets ignored. Well, they'll, they'll provide a response. O OPM will have to provide some kind of response. Uh, when you get an inquiry from 10 U.S. senators, uh, even if they're of the opposite party, you, you owe them some kind of explanation. Yeah. Now, whether it's a truthful explanation, whether it's a thorough explanation, I, I'm not going to get my expectations too high. Not uh, with this too... administration, no. No, 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 no. But uh, just the fact that they have to go on record with the response provides us with additional opportunity to do some fact-checking and poking around and, and – uh, I won't get too far ahead of myself, but I, I don't think you've heard the, the last that there is on this issue. No, we don't. Keep us updated on that. Has uh, the Blackburn uh, Senate uh, team reached out to you for any further information about the article? Because they did quote you as a source in this letter. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're in touch with their office and, and we're looking okay. forward to seeing uh, what, what OPM comes back with. Uh, I think the suggested deadline, if I remember right, was January 14th. So they've, they've got a little time here. The letter came out right before the holidays. It'll be funny if uh, Kieran 
Ahuja, the director of U.S. Office and Personnel Management, they need to be brought before a committee hearing, by the way, because some of these personnel decisions are very troubling when you got guys stealing suitcases full of women's clothing. <laughs> this person needs to be held accountable for some of the uh, possible hires that we're talking about anyway. So maybe this will shed a light on some more of that. <laughs> well, this uh, I don't disagree. I, I think uh, congressional oversight of uh, OPM and a variety of different contexts is definitely uh, justified. Max for Nelson, thank you so much. Keep up the great work, research. We'll see you back. And we want to definitely get um, Ashley and anybody we can to follow up. And when, when the OPM does a response, we definitely want to d- dissect it here on the show. Uh, <laughs> we're always bringing so, news with Freedom Foundation. Last word to you, Max. Oh, no worries, Matt. No, I, I appreciate your attention to these issues. You know, it's it's always a it's a difficult process to hold the federal government accountable. Uh, as I mentioned, it takes a lot of time, takes a lot of perseverance. Sometimes you you run up against brick walls, uh, but that persistence pays off over time. And uh, when it does, it's always great to uh, to have partners to help get the word out and expose what's going on. And this administration, unfortunately. Uh, there's a lot to expose and uh, we're probably there just scratching the surface. Understatement of the day, understatement of the show right there. There is a lot to expose. That's right. Well, keep up the great word. Max for Nelson, freedomfoundation.com. Everybody check out optouttoday.com. We'll talk to you soon as we wait for this follow-up. Sounds good, Matt. Thank you. All right. Keep up the great work. Everybody check out freedomfoundation.com. Max for Nelson on the Matt Buff show. Stay with us. Banger segment to come. We were starting the show talking about lawyers. For example, in California, about 20 years ago, the state voted down same-sex marriage. One judge throughout the entire state. That was small potatoes compared to what we're seeing now. Be right back on the Matt Buff Show. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And we listen. We've taken your suggestions and we've made our already amazing Percale bed sheets even better. As a thank you, we're bringing these to you for as low as $24.98 with your promo code. And our new line of Percale bed sheets include everything you loved about our original sheets. Lightweight, durable, breathable, and they sleep cool and crisp. But now, because of you, they're made with 100% long staple cotton and the highest thread count to date. These sheets are softer and more durable than ever before. Plus, they come in all these new colors and styles. And you'll be getting five-star luxury sheets delivered directly to your front door for as low as $24.98. Not only that, they come with our 10-year warranty and the 60-day money-back guarantee. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save 50 percent or more that's as low as 24.98 this introductory offer won't last long so please order now it's time to convert and sell more with the best tools made for small medium and large businesses to grow online with jjc marketing solutions you can grow with do-it-yourself easy website and funnel builder or they will build it for you more options at your fingertips with JJC Marketing Solutions. Not only do you get the best state-of-the-art website, but also comprehensive sales funnels, CRM tools, and powerful search engine optimization. No matter where you are, they can help you grow your business with affordable online marketing solutions. Get weekly reports, dashboard access, and full transparency to see how your keywords are growing. 
start building your online presence today. JJCMarketingSolutions.com. That's JJCMarketingSolutions.com. Cost of living is skyrocketing and paychecks just can't keep up. But if you're lucky enough to be a public employee, you can give yourself a raise. Visit optouttoday.com and stop paying union dues. We've helped over 100,000 public employees just like you opt out and save an average of $1,000 per year. Opt out today and put more food, fuel, and fun back into your life. It's your money. You earned it. Visit optouttoday.com. Welcome back to the Map Up Show. It is great to have you with us. Now, we called the show The List, The Lies, and The Lawyers, right? So we talked about the lies in the first segment. Oh, sorry, the list and the lies, right? Now, Joe Biden calls you guys extremists because you like the Constitution and you want voting to be on the up and up. That makes you an extremist, not if you burn down cities in the name of George Floyd. But no, if you protest the election, that was clearly fraudulent. You're the bad guy. And now we talked about the lies, too, with Christina Bob and what's going on with the ballots in Colorado and other places. And from the OMB, from Freedom Foundation, when it comes to lying about what time is being spent on union activities in the White House, they deleted the, the page. Now let's get into the lawyers with Daniel R. Street on the Matt Buff Show. Great to have you, Daniel. Author of Daniel R. Street's Fake News Exposed on Substack. Everybody check it out, Daniel. Great to have you. Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm glad to be here. Yes, indeed. Quite remarkable. Um, we were talking about the Nazis earlier that uh, they let judges overturn the will of the people. And now we're seeing this on a massive scale. When you have judges throwing out the will of the people on voting, throwing out the uh, will of the people on who they want their candidate to be. It's pretty remarkable when you look at who the judges are and how radical they've become in certain districts. Well, I certainly wouldn't disagree with you. I, I have, um, I've been a lawyer for 27 years, and I've really never seen anything like the the onslaught that's been led by the Democrats and the, and the United States Department of Justice in some instances against uh, political opposition. It's uh, it's unprecedented in the history of this country, and and I have a history degree, so I know a little bit about history, and I've never seen anything like it. No, it's not. Like uh, you talk about the just uh, in in your book and in, in, in op ed you talk about will disqualification case be Bush v Gore in twenty four I thought that was a phenomenal um, part of this because Bush v Gore I mean it caused problems in media I think if something like that is heading to this in twenty twenty four I already say it's going to be one of the most violent elections we've seen in American history. Well, the United States Supreme Court is going to have to weigh in on uh, on the efforts to disqualify President Trump from the ballot. They're they're really the last um, the last word on the question. And in the way that the Colorado Supreme Court decision came down, and if you look at the main Secretary of State's decision, who is an unelected bureaucrat, by the way, who's not even an attorney, and uh, they're they're doing what are employing what we call self execution. For Article 14, I mean Article 3 of the 14th Amendment, and which would allow any private uh, voter to file a challenge to the qualification of the president to be on the on the ballot for president, rather. And the the problem with that is a bunch of problems, but one of them is you get hundreds of courts 
reaching different conclusions. You have the the same person on the ballot in one state, not on the ballot in the other state. That's why the the Article Three of the Fourteenth Amendment has never been self-executing. It's never been held to be self-executing. And the act passed by Congress in 1870, called the Enforcement Act, was passed in order to enable Article Three of the Fourteenth Amendment to be employed. And that bill, or I mean that law, rather, or its um, the, the later version of it was repealed in 1948. So there's simply no way, uh, practically, for Article Three of the Fourteenth Amendment to be employed if we get a court with some sense that looks at it. Yeah, that's right. It's just funny when these guys act up and act like fools, like Colorado Secretary of State Griswold, right? Does this insane thing in Colorado. And then she says the Trump and the GOP is to blame for threats directed at elected officials. Yeah. It's like somebody kicks you in the head and then you get mad about it. And they're like, why are you mad? Because I'm kicking you in the head. That's not right. No, and look, I think what if I could get one message across to your your audience, it's that what we're dealing with here is radicalism. These are not reasonable decisions. The the Colorado Supreme Court had to resolve about seven or eight issues of what we call first impression, and that is issues that had not been ruled on by a court previously, and, yeah. and resolve all of them against President Trump in order to reach this conclusion. And I want people to remember this too. This all has to do with insurrection. Number one, there was not an insurrection. The the first, my volume one of the fake news about Trump series, my first book on the fake news about Trump series has an entire chapter dedicated to that. There's a definition of insurrection that's been in federal law since approximately 1795 with the Militia Act. This was not an insurrection. It was a riot, but it was not an insurrection. And that's why no one, no one, not the president, not the more than 1,000 people that have been charged for January 6 offenses have been charged under the federal insurrection statute. Yeah, most of them have it's trespassing, and they're getting the max and beyond max sentence without due process for, for, for trespassing charges, they say, even though the door was open for them and they were shaking hands with police officers. It's just trying to shut up anybody who talks about the 2020 election. That's the best way to protect the steel. And this is another reason why I was glad Kevin McCarthy, because what, you, what you're talking about there is how these Supreme Courts in Colorado and other places, they're looking at the January 6th report from the batch of liberals, uh, crazy lunatics. That's what they're relying on. And that's why it was a mistake. You tweeted this uh, for Kevin McCarthy to refuse to put up any J6 committee members after some of his picks were rejected by Pelosi. He let Pelosi and Cheney stack the deck, and that was a massive mistake. So I'm glad he's out of leadership. But it just goes to show you they're reading a comic book to base their judicial decisions on. Yeah, and and what, what people need to understand about that is that the lower court in Colorado. Now, now, keep this in mind. Some voters filed this challenge in Colorado in the district court as an election challenge. Election challenges are, operate on a very, very abbreviated schedule. They actually didn't comply with it, but whatever. President Trump was not even a party. He had to intervene in it. The, the Colorado election code outlines who the parties are. So this is how ludicrous this whole process is. And the, and the lower court there allowed... Portions of the J6 report, which people need to remember, 
President Trump and no one associated or affiliated or supporting President Trump even had the ability to participate in the J6 committee. <laughs> they didn't testify. <laughs> they didn't have the right to question any witnesses. And we know, I got a chapter in volume one about this as well, that the, uh, the J6 committee doctored some of the evidence. Plus, we know they used hearsay within hearsay within hearsay. That's all utterly incompetent. And the Colorado Supreme Court endorsed the use of that J6 report by the lower court. It's just, un it's unfathomable. And I've never seen anything like it. One of the justices on the Colorado Supreme Court, all seven of them were Democrats. One yeah. of them that dissented said, in 33 years of practicing law, I've never seen anything like that, like what went on here. And I, I practiced law for 27 years and neither have I. And the yeah. Supreme Court needs to weigh in and straighten it out. Well, hopefully they do and don't delay this because once the precedent is set, that's what Christina Bob was talking about in the last segment. She's an attorney as well. And she was talking about how if the precedent in Colorado set, the dominoes fall. Do you agree with that based on what you saw with your work in Louisiana? <clears throat> well, um, to, to a point, you know, we saw that in the in the main secretary of state's decision cites the Colorado Supreme Court. So right. definitely the Democrat, <clears throat> the Democrat controlled uh, courts and the Democrat controlled arbiters are going to be much more likely to rely on the Colorado Supreme Court's reasoning. Uh, but ultimately, the United States Supreme Court will have the, the final say. I think what's really going on here is, look, this is ludicrous. I mean, what, what the Colorado Supreme Court decided is ludicrous. There was no insurrection. Even if there was, President Trump didn't engage in it. He didn't incite anybody. He didn't have anything to do with it. He's already been acquitted. Remember that. The, the Congress impeached him, claiming he incited insurrection, that he um, engaged in insurrection, and they, they included the obstructing official proceedings charges. And President Trump was acquitted of that by the United States right. Senate. This is unprecedented territory. The Colorado Supreme Court says, oh, that doesn't matter. Even though the Constitution says that a president, if convicted on an impeachment, is subject to additional penalty that would follow in, of course, you know, criminal punishment, whatever. So he gets acquitted and they want to come back and use something that's totally inapplicable, doesn't even apply to the president anyway, to disqualify him. So this is um, something that the Democrats at least some of the Democrats are not going to stop until the Supreme Court puts an end to it. Who's a bigger fundraiser for the Donald Trump campaign, the Colorado uh, Supreme Court or Jack Smith? Which one do you think is the biggest fundraiser? Jack Smith. <laughs> Jack Smith has a beat by a long, long shot. But, you know, one other thing I wanted to mention is that the the, the issue we have is that the uh, the Supreme Court's review here is discretionary, which means the Supreme Court will hear the case if they choose to hear the case. And I think that's part of what the Democrats' plan is. Hey, if we can get some of these decisions going, the Supreme Court gets 7,000-plus civil yeah. case writ applications every year, and they, just, they, they intervene in about 250 or 300. So the, the, the Democrats are thinking, hey, we might be able to slip this by and the court doesn't fix it in time. And that's a real risk. That's why we it need is. the Supreme Court to step in and at least so that we've got uniformity throughout the country to these uh, these efforts. Yeah, I want everybody to check out Daniel R. Street's Fake News Exposed. Check it out on Substack. We're going to post the link on the Matt Buff Show on thebuffshow.com. 
Um, just a couple final thoughts from you here. January 6th, right? You mentioned how the they don't have any legal precedent, Colorado, or nobody else. So they're using that fake document. They've really manufactured the crisis of January 6th because they can't run on their records. They have to run out that MAGA's bad. Yeah, well, listen, the, the key here is to win the election in 2024 because when the if the if we can peel the onion back and find the real truth we will find the nature and extent of the fbi informants and the F, fbi confidential asset involvement in january 6 we'll find out how many antifa uh people were masquerading as maga or trump supporters we'll find out how many undercover law enforcement whether it's metro dc i mean metro police in dc or capitol police or whoever and i and i firmly believe can't prove it it's just my opinion but I firmly believe that after all the smoke clears, if we get to the truth, we'll find that the vast majority of the mayhem on January 6th was orchestrated by the government. And, yeah. um, and, and I will tell you, Matt, I told all of my friends, people I knew that were interested in going to, to Washington, I said, don't do it because it's going to be infiltrated with agent provocateurs who are going to turn it into a debacle. And, and I, honestly, I didn't see any other result. That's exactly what happened, in my opinion. That's right. Three Trump supporters died. Four, when you cart the per person that had the heart attack afterwards. Six, if you count the two J6 pr uh, prisoner political prisoners who hung themselves because they were harassed and hounded by the FBI so much. So the yeah. death toll for Trump supporters keeps growing. No Capitol Police officers died that day. None. Nobody was beaten with a fire extinguisher. And if you pepper, and this is why they didn't want to release the video, Daniel, because it showed that people were peacefully waving flags. But if you start shooting people with rubber bullets and gassing them, they might get a little violent and revolt that's against you. That's right. There'll be, and, and look, I actually covered the whole fire extinguisher, Capitol Police officer thing, Officer Sicknick. I covered that. A chapter is dedicated to that in Fake News Exposed, Volume 1. So there's there's an enormous amount of misinformation floating around around about January 6th. And I think people, we need to keep shining the light of truth on it. Yeah, no, that's a, that's what we have to do. Where And I know we talked about Substack. Give just everywhere people can follow you. Yeah, yeah. Um, the best thing to do is go to danielrstreet.com. That's my website. It has links to all of my books, has links to my Substack and all my social media. And I will point out uh, for, for your viewers and your audience that right now I have links up at my website, danielrstreet.com, where you can get my the digital version of my most recent book. Or if you like audio, you can get the audio book for free. Oh, really? That's a fantastic deal. When everything's yes. so expensive, Daniel Street's giving away a book. <laughs> so, Yeah, very good. Well, I appreciate it. Give you the final thought, final word to you. Um, where do we go from here as far as making sure people feel comfortable voting and making sure that we can win? Okay, listen, I'm, I'm an eternal optimist. I tell everyone... Democrats have been stealing elections in this country for 200 years. It goes all the way back to Boss Tweed and Tammany Hall to the Daily Machine to Lyndon Baines Johnson and his votes in the trunk of a car in 1948 in Texas to win the Senate race. Um, this happens. We overcome it. The people of this country are very resilient. And we will, we got, it's going to take some work. It's going to take a lot of sacrifice. It's going to take people, a lot of elbow grease, a lot of resources, 
a lot of persistence, but we'll get through it. We'll come out on the other side of it better, and we just all have to stick together. Yeah, that's well said. Absolutely, and that'll get everybody fired up. Daniel R. <laughs> Street, thank you for joining us on the Matt Buff Show. We'll see you next time as we follow this election process. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. You got it. Absolutely. And we thank you for joining us on the Buff Show, Matt Buff Show. Make sure to check out thebuffshow.com. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform and check out all our guests we had on the show tonight on thebuffshow.com. All their individual interviews will be posted on there. God bless you and have a great night. And you guys stay smart out there.